Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie and uh, Ashen Rider victim. And with me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. I am doing grand. How are you doing? I'm, I'm okay, Jerry. Your microphone is like, it sounds like it's turned up like you're going to be announcing for like a, <laughs> like, like a monster truck rally. It's Sunday, like, Sunday, Sunday. It's like, yeah, it's like so maxed out. It's uncomfortable to listen to. It sounds like you're screaming. <laughs> right, let me, let me lower it down. Let me lower it down. Is that, is that better? Is that much better? better. Much, much better. better. Right. Yeah, much better. It was like topping out horribly, horribly. Uh, what's going on, Jerry? How are you doing? Obviously, you're excited because you were turned up to 11 for this for this episode. All the way to 11. Actually, from the rest of this episode, Justin, if you could just add an echo to my entire voice. So it's just like... <laughs> Fenway, 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 Fenway Arena. Uh, not quite, but okay, we'll go with it, Jerry. You're not a, you're not a, you're not an athlete guy, so I get it. I get yeah, it. That's true. That's true. Not into the athletics. I don't, I don't know about that stuff. <laughs> uh, I am doing great, Patrick. I actually was just playing some uh, paper magic via webcam earlier today. Nice, nice. So get, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for the new season, Pat. I got to get those hand muscles. I got to, I got to start exercising those hand muscles. So I'm back in peak shuffling condition. So I got to say, like, I got to say, I've been coaching. uh, So I've had some free time uh, during the spring. So I've been coaching football at the local high school. And uh, because I've been punching all these kids all the time, my hands are getting pretty beat up. And I realized like, (laughs) I might not be able to shuffle my deck for a week or two. (laughs) Because my thought, my thumbs are like so jacked up from punching kids. <laughs> Pat, are you just admitting the child abuse on on air right now? Uh, I think going? if they're over the age of fourteen, and they're no longer considered children, so it's fine. I don't think that's how the letter of the law sees it. <laughs> yeah, but for for athletics, it's probably fine. Uh, it's probably I, fine. I keep everything above the waist, so it's it's okay. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jerry, we are recording on a Saturday evening uh, out of our typical recording schedule. And we have an awesome guest on this week, uh, so we could do that. You want to talk about who it is? Yeah, from all the way across the pond, we have the one and only Calum White Faces Smith. Or I'm sorry, is it is it Calum or Callum? Because I've Callum. heard it is Callum. It's, okay, you're one of the first people to ask that though. Everyone always says Calum, and I'm way too lazy to, to correct them. So it's like <laughs> it's be- it's because I hear like I've heard people say it both ways, and I'm just yeah, like one yeah. of those ones where like all right, one of one one of you guys is wrong, but I'm not sure who it is. Yeah, someone's <laughs> right. <laughs> It's probably it's, not us, but I, I think it's a Scottish name originally. And so they probably here in England, we always say Callum, but I think Callum is, is an American thing. Mm. I mean, people say stuff weirdly and some people spell it with one L as well, which is just completely weird. So <laughs> who knows what other people do with this name? So true. Well, we, we put the record straight. So everyone, everyone knows from here on out. Finally, finally. <laughs> and also it wouldn't be a leaving a legacy episode without me mispronouncing our guest's name. A hundred percent. Or, or misrepresenting what torpor orb does. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We have can, to make can, it a addendum. Can you tell me what torpor orb does? Gerald. <laughs> and an addendum to last week's episode. I have learned not to recount, uh, games that i played at two in the morning while high as a kite because i mixed two games up uh <laughs> torp warp does not in fact stop 
Grizzle uh, Emmercool's Enter the Battlefield effect because Correct. it's not an Enter the Battlefield effect; it's a cast effect. But, uh, but so, you know that it stops Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger's ability. Oh yeah, because well, that's a comes into play a bit effect. No, no, that's a cast trigger too. No, oh, damn it, damn it, Jerry, <laughs> damn it, Jerry. <laughs> I'm just. Uh... <laughs> that's gonna be a, a fun one. This. Oh man, uh... don't edit that out, Justin. Leave it in. Leave it in. I tor- I, tor- I torpor orbed the flicker wisp, and I stifled the Evercool, and my mind combined those into one seamless story. I'm just an efficient effect. storyteller, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Details be damned. Exactly. Yeah. Why use many words when few words do trick? I agree, Jerry. I agree. <laughs> Speak little, do much. <laughs> uh, but I am super glad to have you on the show here. Yeah, uh, fun. We did. We did mention it like a few times over the last few years, and I know. Well, that's the thing is, like, I Pat said, is like, haven't we had him on the cast before? I'm like, I'm pretty sure he hasn't come on the cast. Yeah, just... I was like, yeah, but now, yeah, definitely not. But I was like, oh, I thought, I thought we have. We've had so no, I'm many not episodes. That memorable, am I? I see. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is is like we've had people on and be like oh it's good to talk to you finally and jerry's like uh no we've definitely had him on the show before and i'm like i just can't keep track we've it's we've had you know 330 something episodes of this show this is, so. this is the better way around it's better to be like oh yeah cool i've never spoken to you before when you've actually spoken to them loads of times like yep. if tom hep comes on yeah how are you feeling about the first time on the car <laughs> <laughs> now i'm gonna do that next time tom hep comes on yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just to make him feel uncomfortable <laughs> He probably he's too polite. He won't correct you. <laughs> I would just be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> oh man! But am I am I allowed to swear? Is this a PG thirteen? Oh no! Swear swear as much as you'd like. <laughs> We're already on all the uh, the lists. All right, lovely. <laughs> We're on the list. Oh jeez, <laughs> the sneaker show players list. Yeah, yeah they say bad words sometimes. <laughs> true. True. Listen, how many times do I have to tell you guys? Apes together strong. Hello, it's true. <laughs> Apes are strong and will fight. <laughs> exactly. So I did want to chat about your uh, Esper list that you recently came in first place with uh, on the Legacy Challenge, but we can just go straight into the Sneak and Show memes if, uh, if you'd prefer. <laughs> well, I think we've got enough uh, enough in our back pocket to talk about Sneak and Show memes for a good two or three hours. <laughs> but no, I'm very happy to talk about it as well because it, it has been asked about a bit of stuff Um yeah, I mean, the decks I'm playing these days, especially in newer formats, it's always hard to like, like, I didn't actually expect to do well with it is the bottom line, to be honest. Like, <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a bunch of sweet cards. And um, the of one mind shell is something that I played already with, when Lurus was legal. I played a Grixis version of it with young Pyromancer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I had already made an Espelis back then I found it on my Twitter, actually, from a year or whatever ago, basically the same thing. So I reconstructed it with mentor now because i think you should be playing source of power shares because it's the best card against death shadows very popular and you do need to exile uro rather than like double bolt it so i think grixis is not in a great spot the colors and esper is so that was the reasoning for that and then i just want to play of one mind and so mentor is the best thing to go with it and uh then i put like a bunch of sweet esper cards around it like uh, vindicate and stuff nice so where, did you like go through the Ikoria spoiler and like you came across of one mind? It was just like, oh, this is something that I can make playable. Or how did you get exposed to it? No, I don't actually know, honestly. Um, I probably like I like any draw twos, really. I like kind of incremental advantage stuff. It's all the grindy stuff. And rule mm-hmm. cards are not a thing that's very common in Legacy. It's kind of weird. Like it's all about incremental stuff. Like that's why Dreadwood Arcanist was so strong because it actually got raw cards as you're flashing stuff back. But right. a lot of things are just like, 
positioning yourself for board control and either ignoring other people's cards is like a big way of getting card advantage. Like if you have a Gurma Gangler, it's going to ignore your opponent's lightning bolt for the most part. That's the kind of advantage that's very common in Legacy. But raw cards you can then use to better effect, like uh, you're better with Force of Wills and stuff, and you can really just pull ahead on like overloading Delvedex with removal rather than caring about playing sub-games and stuff. So I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big sucker for anything that kind of draws two for one card without too much work. So Oval Mind is in there. And then I think it was just because originally I wanted to play it with Young Pyromancer, and then it's... Yeah. yeah it we actually... We saw that last week. There was a, uh, I, I don't know, was it a rug list or a, yeah, I think it was a rug list that was running Young Pyromancer in Up One Mind that, yeah, uh, it, that top aided. I think it's a Blue Red Delver list. Or Blue Red Delver, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's good because there's enough support. Like, Delver is a, um, was this one of your things from last week as well? Is Delver a human on both sides or not? Oh, yeah. That was that was <laughs> Pat's mix-up from last oh. week. No, I didn't say it's a human on both sides. I okay, said it's okay. not a human on both sides. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's wrong. The, that's what what? Gotcha. It is a human on both sides. Wait, what? Yeah, really? I thought it was an S- <laughs> Really? Yeah, that's. What, oh jeez. I didn't listen, group. but I'm gonna believe you. Wow. It's, it's like it. a human human wizard than human insect, right? Oh, human insect. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My copies are Japanese, so I never see the, the creature type. <laughs> that's, Damn it. That's, that's Pat's defense. I like Damn it. I like human it. insect. That doesn't even make sense. I'm writing to wizards. That's some bullshit. <laughs> so it should just be an insect. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a mutant insect when you said that. I'm like, yeah, mutant insect sounds right. <laughs> well, so you can't hear it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I could I could see of one mind being good in Blue Red Delver as well. Like, it's the kind of deck that doesn't especially need the card advantage though. Like when you're trying to be super aggressive, drawing two cards is sweet. It's probably like two lightning bolts. But when you're the card is great when you're paying one mana for it. Like. If you could play a card that was just one blue, draw two cards, that'd be absolutely busted in the yeah. format. And yeah. it would be banned, I'm sure. Um, but like, it's not that. And so I think I'd say half the time you cast the card for just three mana, mm-hmm. which you need to build your deck to be able to afford to do that. And Blue Red Delver probably can't. Like, if you imagine you're playing against a Blue Red Delver deck and they spend their turn three, they tap their three mana, and you're like, oh my God, it's a true nemesis. Mm-hmm. Let's find the answer for that. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, oh, one mind. Thank God. That that was kind of my my you know kind of questioning of of including that card in the deck is like I played Blue Red Delver is really the only deck that I play and I I would have a hard time believing that playing that card for three mana would be good so I'm glad that I'm not totally off on that although I was off on what the flip side of Delver is at least my instincts weren't <laughs> or completely yeah. wrong on that card I haven't played it myself but that is my instinct like um you do need to play a deck that wants to draw two cards if that makes sense yeah, enough yeah. to deal with the floor of it yes yeah hundred percent. Yeah, my biggest holdback with it is just the sorcery. I feel mm-hmm. it would be much more pal- palatable as a uh, as an instant, and we would probably see it a lot more in the format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is actually like there's some real deck building consideration for that with the Esper deck. Like you'll see, it's quite tap out. Like it has discard. Yeah. Like there's Inquisitions and him to Turex rather than like spell pierces and whatever stuff like that. And then there's Deferries to make you do fancy tricks at instant speed as well, which mm-hmm. is pretty nice. And that like, you do it quite a lot. Yeah. Um, especially instant speed unearths lead to so many blowouts. It's unbelievable. I was going to say we, another uh, card advantage card, or at least the card that can get you card advantage is unearth, which is a yeah. cast favorite. We're always saying on the cast, we, oh. we wish more people would play on earth. Yeah. 
we, I mean, so we, we don't play it, but we wish someone would play it. <laughs> I play on Earth. <laughs> uh, just unearth, unearth Snapcaster is just like such pure value. It just feels yeah, so it's, good. It's, just a, it's a free 2-1, and that's just beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and then when that 2-1 is a human to go with your Strix that you... So when you when you have like an of one mind, and then you go like, unearth my Snapcaster, Snapcaster target, unearth, unearth my Strix, then you can cast your of one mind for your one mana as well. Yeah. Yeah, all the things pretty pure, sweet pure value yeah. pure value <laughs> so um, I, know, I know if this is an interesting card because the power level is really high it's like if you're consistently having a creature to return like um like if it's powerful enough to warrant having the floor of like having to cycle it sometimes then it's really strong um mm-hmm. especially when you're doing tricks into speed you don't even need to do that the problem is the the control decks in the format very often end up being blue white and then Source of Flashes is pretty good against you when you're trying to return your things like that. So unless you have like Thought Scour to self-mill yourself or Faithless Looting to discard it or something, which I know those are kind of not very uh, consistent. So I kind of figured as well, part of the whole Esper plan was the deck used to play Colligan's Command to, re- to return the young Pyromancers back again and keep the other one mind train going and stuff. But um, since I figured that like week one, the decks would be playing Bug and Blue-Red Delver and stuff, the removal will be like abrupt decays and lightning bolts. So I figured mentors would just be dying more often rather than getting exiled. So I think the moment that blue white miracles or like bad miracles becomes the best control deck again, you probably have to move off on earth, unfortunately, but mm. for now it's right. <laughs> True. And then you're also bringing back the hymn to Torak, which we've been seeing pop up in the meta more and more, which it felt like I haven't seen him to Torak registered in a list for like a year. <laughs> yeah. For this. It's, it, it's weird because the best cards against it are still legal in the format. Like Vale is very good against him, but I don't think it's anywhere near as good pe- as people say. Like people often say, oh yeah, him's like soft ban from the format. I think Oko and Uro are like 10 times better against him than Vale is because Oko was good against Veil because it's just the best top deck um, against it. Like you, you get rid of someone's hand and they top deck an Oko, and then all of a sudden you're if you don't have one of your own, you're probably behind and stuff. Mm. And so that like a kind of mitigation to the card advantage you're getting from discarding their hand. And hemming an Uro is just the worst feeling in the world, I'm sure. Oh yeah. I haven't, I haven't been there, but also the Dreadhorde Arcanist getting banned because it True. just felt yeah. like him wasn't good because players weren't playing from their hand anymore. Yes, that, that's so true. So, like, if your opponent plays a dreadhold and then your turn two is hemming them, like, it's <laughs> just like, a joke. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> we're just skipping a step here, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. So, so the fact that um, there's less snowboardy threats in the format makes mm-hmm. the card a bit more palatable. It's still not great. Um, like, him is uh, veil of summit is also obviously still pretty strong against it like you lose a mana and a card um the way i built the deck is teferi is the way to fight veil um if you if you're about to die to a combo deck then you're just going to him them and hope that they don't have the veil like from omnitale or doomsday sometimes or tears or whatever but um very often you can like kind of pseudo rishon import them like if they know you have discard spells in your deck you can play slowly make them leave up their mana for the veil and then they're not like uh, cantripping away then you can like slam a Teferi and then all of a sudden their hit, their veil is pretty much dead and then you can hem them away and you can do yeah. the sweet draw step hems and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, also, I do feel the uh, the blue-green version of Omni is kind of waning in popularity a bit. You know, we did see one, I, th- it was, I think it was top 16 last week. Yeah, um, sounds familiar. So they're still out there, but I definitely have been seeing way more blue-red, uh, you know, sneak and show, Omni mm. show uh, list compared to the blue-green version. 
Is that just because Oko is just not part of the game plan anymore? It's just, yeah, just shifting. The blue-green one was a little clunkier. Right. Like, it was more resilient, but it definitely took longer to combo off, and the blue-red one just is a more well-tuned list. And I think yeah. in, in this particular meta, you you want the the higher tuning to just kind of stomp on people who are still trying to figure out the meta. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, blue red, um, blue red, just like normal sneaking show. The power level is much higher. Yeah, and you have you have four, more fast mana. You have more payoffs. Um, you just do your playing more consistently. And so, if the format's fast, like if there's other combo decks, I feel like you'd probably want to be on sneaking show, and it's a bit better against Delver. Mm-hmm. Um, you have less basics. Like there's there's some pros and cons, but like blue green omni feels like it absolutely destroys control. So if you're in a mm-hmm. very control heavy format. Like I think it was a good choice when like snow was everywhere, but yeah. but now like Delver's back to like top spot, but not like oppressively good, right. and uh, we don't have the control decks properly like figured out yet. So yeah, I I played Blue Green Omni in the Showcase Challenge last week, and it was a terrible decision, like really really bad. <laughs> I got smooshed, but like I kind of played loose as well. But I also knew going into it, I should have just like played my. Sweet Esper deck and tried to high roll with it because mm. I just I just knew that like oh, Delver's not gone anywhere. It's it's yeah. it's here gonna kick my ass. I don't think I even played against it, but yeah, it was a bad choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm Four kicking myself because I uh I bought Eureka for the blue green list. Oh dude, and then I it's never, so bad. <laughs> I never even I never even played it once because uh, we went into quarantine and now quarantine's yeah. over and it's going back to the blue red version, and we're just like <laughs> I never should have bought you, Arika. Damn you. <laughs> you should never even play it in the blue-green version. I'm going to tell you now. I do I do like it, though, because I have won games against uh, like things like Meddling Mage because I, I had the Eureka instead of the show-and-tell. And, tell. and it, I know oh. it's super corner case, yeah. and it's like like the downtown half-court shot at the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> but when yeah, you but those make are, those are the most memorable ones though exactly it's like <laughs> it's like is is that the best way to score points in a game of basketball no is it the most memorable <laughs> thing that you'll talk about at, an, at a tournament yes yeah yeah <laughs> that's and, fair that's fair and i'm a sucker for those types of moments you know that's also yeah. why i always run the spicy 61st in all my decks do you really i do i, oh, I really of course do. you do god <laughs> <laughs> Look at my GP Niagara list. My GP Niagara list is 61 cards. Is it true? true? Oh, God. I remember your old Bug Delver list. Yeah. That's 64. From, uh, 64. Uh, no, 62. It was 62, 62. cards. I top eight in Star City games with the 62 card deck. Because <laughs> oh Gataxian, my reasoning was Gataxian Probe counts as half a card. So if I'm running four Gataxian Probes, <laughs> from four Gataxian Probes, that's technically 60. That's amazing. Is, is, is this deck building where you found out you were a sneak and show player? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like you're born a sneak and show player and okay. you just slowly discover it over time. Is it so like that- a birth defect, Jerry? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine like, you know, you've just come out and the doctor like looks, looks at you, rocks you in your arms and like hands you over to the parents. I'm afraid it's bad news. Got <laughs> <laughs> a sneak and show player. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the first tells? The first tells of being a sneak and show player. Um, 
I think a fascination with oversized items. Like, you know, you ever drive down the road? Well, I guess, uh, do you have these things in England, like world's largest ball of yarn or like world's no. largest paperclip sideshow attractions? We, we have plenty of weird, stupid stuff, but we don't have that kind of weird, stupid stuff. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So a, a typical scene of uh, road trips across America is just tourist trap pit stops of just the stupidest things. And I feel if you are overly fascinated <laughs> with those those sort of things you might be a sneak and show player nice. can you do like a like a uh like uh what, what was it like the redneck comedy tour <laughs> like the, the jeff foxworthy like you, you might be might you be might be a sneak, sneak and show, show player, player. <laughs> oh man yeah that's good yeah that's it that's good that's uh, it right there i think you need to make that an intro for the I podcast so. future <laughs> we need a line of t-shirts you might be a sneak and show player if <laughs> you might be a signature player if show and tell is the hardest part of the deck. Yes, <laughs> that's the that's the flagship brand. Oh, please make these t-shirts. I'm going to be coming over for the 100k. I want one of those t-shirts. Ready. Hell yeah. <laughs> Maybe our listeners can uh, can give us some more suggestions on the Facebook page. You might be a sneaking show player. In- this is going to be the the, the the meme of the year already. I already yes, know it. Yes, I already this know is it. brilliant. I want, I want all these t-shirt ideas. Maybe we oh can do God. them like like order yourself and you can put whatever you want on there. <laughs> That'd be great. Just a picture of Jerry's face from uh, where, where was GP Bologna or wherever it was. Is that where it was? GP Barcelona. Oh, Bar- Barcelona. That's right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. GP Bologna. Come on. Uh, whatever. <laughs> also, it's Pro Tour Barcelona. I, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure I still have some uh, pictures of when you first said the sneaker show and tell is the hardest part of the deck. It's like, it's like a full page screenshot of me reasoning yeah. out why sneak and show is the hardest part of the deck. I think oh someone, some, someone put your face like photoshopped on like an Arnie's body or something. Yes. Like, all <laughs> strong doing his muscles. Right. I think it was like, it was Cyrus or someone. You're just like, I can't Good tell if you're serious or the most epic <laughs> troll of all time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We still don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know. I feel like the answer is both, honestly. It's earnestly both. That's true. It's like the best lies are the ones that have a kernel of truth. (laughs) This is so correct. All right. I I feel like I I finally had made peace with myself for not knowing the answer to this. It all makes sense now. Oh, man. Oh, man. uh so what uh what else so besides the uh the esper list you said you kind of you have a uh, deck adhd where you're just always bouncing around to the next oh idea. yeah what do you got so, what do you got in the pipeline i don't really know so like yeah i i often describe myself as like having the attention span of a squirrel i just like see a nut and like, oh sweet <laughs> sweet nut i start eating that and then like i see another one and then i run over to that one and the next one so esper list is really really fun it's actually pretty good like i said to you i didn't expect to do like to win a challenge the first weekend um, I've played two leagues with it prior to that, and I've played two leagues since, um, and that's it. So I don't, I haven't like worked on it very hard. The, the sideboard was just like cards I thought the deck would probably want. Mm-hmm. It wasn't tested at all, um, and so I've had people ask me for more information on it, and I just don't really have that information. And I've already like I played um, Grixis Phoenix in the Lotus Box that was gone last night, which mm-hmm. I managed to win which I won with Esper Mentor the weeks before as well. Nice. So I don't know, you can, it's proof that you can just play like all these cool brews. Um, Phoenix yeah. is probably worse than the Esper deck, but it's just so fun to do again. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's we just, haven't, we haven't yeah. really seen much Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, it just, because, uh, what was it? Underworld Breach got banned and that just mm-hmm. kind of took the legs out from under it. Yeah, the, the, 
the the power level of it is is still the same as it was before, and the rest of the format has like kind of elevate, elevated a bit. Hmm. Like everything's a bit more efficient, hmm. a bit faster, a bit more powerful. Um, I don't know. Like you can still like turn to make a bunch of phoenixes with some disruption after like discarding their hand a couple of times and like have a daze up as well. Like it's doing good stuff. You can definitely like do well in a challenge or five zero league or whatever. But it's it's just it's definitely a fun deck so i'll probably be playing that with this week and then uh try and do the next thing nice i I feel like i want to do a tournament series where you have like the island of misfit decks and you have all these (laughs) decks that from like legacy history where it's not like they got bad because something got banned or like something else out it's just like the rest of they just got left behind yeah like i feel the same like i feel the quintessential deck of that is like hive mind like hive mind was hive mind, holy super shit. popular back in the day yeah and God, it, just, it was and it just like it's not like anything happened it's just the move, format moved on from it like it just yeah, wasn't well, the same power level i guess you're trying to cut, like resolve a six mana enchantment that's blue as well like right <laughs> yeah so you used to play like grim monolith right just to yep. yeah and half your wins came from people just not understanding how hive mind worked Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. They're like, okay, so if you have Hive Mind in a play and then you play Counterspell, I can just count your Counterspell, right? Uh, not quite. Yeah. I'm going to count your Counterspell. Yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool, though. Like, I know, what are some other ones? One of the, one of the decks which I wish um, was kind of better and more playable is most Mereke Opposition Survival Trade Wind Rider. Yeah. Which is like a four-color creature toolbox deck. So yep. you used to play Survival of the Fistus, obviously. But then now it plays Fauna Shaman. But it's like an it's like a Aether Val deck, but it has all the mana dorks as well. And then it has so many crazy one-offs to huge mm-hmm. and stuff. For sure. Very cool. Uh oh, another one actually, another mistake we made last week. We made a couple mistakes last week, Pat. <laughs> we were just talking out of our asses. I mixed up strawberry shortcake and strawberry parfait. Two oh, exact separate oh. decks, both based on mediocre desserts, which is why, why I mixed mix them up. <laughs> How could you mess them up? <laughs> so i think both of those could show up in the list though we did just see uh strawberry was a parfait or shortcake in the uh the shortcake. it was shortcake in the i'm challenge. gonna save you here oh, i should have told you the wrong one god damn it yeah <laughs> you blew your chance but what are yeah. the what can you explain the differences between the two because i've always i've always thought they were all like used interchangeably so painter stone is sh- strawberry shortcake and yep. scroll rack land tax is parfait why yep I mean, I get they're different decks. It, I think yeah. it's like a holdover from the breakfast cereal days, at least. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, there's no, I don't believe there's like a real um, like meaningful difference in the names other than they were chosen for that deck. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. I think yeah. Parfait was because you could have Parfait, parfait for breakfast. So it was like a breakfast cereal. And then strawberry shortcake was similar, but different. So yeah. that's, I, don't, I don't really, yeah. I honestly don't know the bridge, the gap between the two decks. So I, I, I would like you to keep pretending like you do though, because it's kind of entertaining. <laughs> I do know, I do know Parfait comes from the breakfast cereal deck name. Yeah, now. yeah. I, no, I just like when Jerry starts a sentence, but doesn't know where it's going. He just feels like he's going to find it along the way. Yeah, this is going to be one of those ones where it's either terrible or amazing to find out at the end. That's how I live life, Pat. I just start things and figure out where they go. I respect that. I respect that. No fear. No fear. The painter doing well was so cool. It's one of my like absolute favorite kind of decks that I haven't really played much in paper Mm -hmm. because I haven't owned it for very long or didn't. But most of the time, it's kind of expensive. But it's so cool. It's such a classic deck. And yeah, um, Jack Kitchen who came third in both the challenge and the showcase challenge he's been like a real mainstay old school player from the deck he's been posting like on the source about the deck for 
since the beginning of the thread, basically. And he does the absolute best uh, tournament reports you'll ever read in your life. That's awesome. What makes him so good? Is it just like, are they fun to read or? Yeah, absolutely fun to read. He makes fun of sneaking show players a lot. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) He he maybe puts um, eight pictures in lots of them, especially because it's such a bad matchup. Yeah. Um, But he's also just incredibly entertaining and just funny as well. So that's awesome. He's gonna he's gonna do reports of both of these these events together. Um, nice awesome. on the source, so definitely check it out. Yeah, I'll have to get uh, links to that and post on the Facebook group for people. Um, now, what was the card that was spoiled in? I think it was Kel time that people thought was going to uh, make painters painted stone more playable again. It was something about. Like exiling it, and you could pay the mana gods. I'm blanking on the name. Uh, is it is it an artifact or a? I forget. I for, we talked about it when we were doing the spoilers, Pat. I don't remember either. It was something about like you could exile them and then cast them from exile if they cost less than three. God, I'm totally blanking on it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, a friend of mine is playing magmatic channeler in Painter. I don't think it's that because that's in yeah. it. It interacted with Lion's Eye Diamonds. Oh, um, the the foretell cards. There's like there's one that makes angels, but maybe it's another yeah, foretell thing. That... I forget. I'll have to go back in the episodes, but I want to know. I was wondering if that was showing any uh, progress, but obviously not. If <laughs> yeah, we've, we've all we've all lost it so many times. We're just trying to put it out of our memories. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My problem is, is like we do spoilers and we see all these cool cards and I want to try out all these decks and I log on to Magic Online and they're not out on Magic Online. I'm like, ah. And yeah. then by the time they come out, I've forgotten the cool things that I want to do with the new cards. <laughs> I almost feel like they should have spoilers later. Yeah. Yeah, they do come out very early. But I know, yeah, my problem is we, we do like on uh, Everyday Eternal, we do all the set review, of course, as well. And then Every time I think back to like, God, I got that wrong, didn't I? And oh mm-hmm. God, I got that one so wrong as well. And I kind of want to do like a, a backtrack review of all the all the funniest <laughs> ones we got wrong. Um, I I wasn't part of the podcast then, but apparently they just said Oko was unplayable in Legacy and brushed <laughs> over it. So um, you can blame yep. Bob at Huang for that one. Nice. Yeah, uh, I mean, we said the same thing about uh, Valky. Like we're like, yeah, this okay. is cool. Like we even called the combo. We're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can combo into it this way, but Valky doesn't seem powerful enough to see play. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I think I, that was Brian Koval was on. Brian Koval was on that episode, and that's right, what right. we decided. <laughs> I, I said that it's strong, but probably not as good as just casting Oko, which mm-hmm. is a little bit more reasonable, but I still off. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, my biggest mistake was, this was even before Sin the Prada? <laughs> Sin Prada, I will stand by. <laughs> Sin Prada is a great card. Wait, no. Harsh Mentor is way worse. Uh, Harsh Mentor Harsh. saw a little bit of play, though. No, it didn't. It's <laughs> a little bit of play. In, in Jerry's FNMs, it did because Jerry was playing it. <laughs> that was the Sensitive Divine Top Killer, right? Yeah. Well, no, that was, uh, well, yeah, to be fair, to be fair, Wizards went and banned Sensei's Divining Top, so Harsh Mentor didn't get a chance to sign. Uh, right. Oh, that's what right. it was. Yeah. Like, literally, yeah. like, they, like, Sensei's Divining Top was banned, I think, either right before or right after Harsh Mentor came out. So there just wasn't a reason to play it anymore. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and they need they needed to ban it because Hosh Mental was too good against it, right? Yeah, they they exactly. sell that writing on the yeah. wall. Which yeah. also is why Sin Prodder no longer sees play. If Sensei's Divining Top was still in the format, Sin Prodder would still be in my sneak and show deck. Because you can't set up your Emeracles. <laughs> I won the Wormwood Open beating Rich Shea in the finals with Sensei's Divining Top, Sin, Sin Prodder, Sneak and Show. All right. All right. I'm sold now. I there you go. Hold on one second. Click, 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 click. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just ordered 10,000. Wow, Sinpar just went up on, on Star City. That's crazy. Sinpar to the moon. Market <laughs> manipulation. <laughs> bring Sensei's Dividing Top back, and I bet you Harsh Mentor do not and bring Sensei. Do not bring Top back, please. Again. Please do not bring Top back. Do not listen to Jerry. <laughs> oh, I, I'm a Top fan. I, oh, I want it back. I bring it, it back. But I hate it. Band um, counterbalance at the same time. My my actual biggest mistake, though, even before the podcast days, was uh, when Grizzlebrand got spoiled, and my friend was like, "Oh, you think you're gonna play him?" And I was just like, eh, "I don't know. Like, Shinkataxis is still pretty good in a lot of scenarios." <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, it's so it's so innocent, isn't it? Because I've definitely done loads of similar things. I've just like call cards bad, and then yeah, yeah. Luckily, we we don't get remembered for the for the wrong calls we just get remembered for the right calls yeah and maybe you do <laughs> <laughs> no one no one recall uh, recognizes my right calls and they <laughs> we, i mean yeah, for, in, for, in fairness we say a lot of wrong things in this cast like <laughs> um, i want but i really like if you if you do enough of them you can bring up some really funny blurbs i'm sure just all the bad ones oh, and just yeah. like go back and find them put them all together <laughs> so oh, yeah I think I think uh, after Lurus like just completely took over the format, I had to go back and check that when we when we covered that part of the set, it hadn't been spoiled yet, so we got off lightly. But well, I remember when that came out, I had a bigger issue with the what was the other mechanic? I don't even remember the name of the mechanic. This is how little of an issue it was. Oh, uh, the one besides companion. It was like ability tokens. And I was, oh, I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was pissed off at that because I'm just like, wizards, come on, what are you doing? Like, this is just gonna clutter board states, and people yep. are gonna be confused. No one's gonna know what's gonna happen. And then, yeah. companions was just such a clusterfuck that no one remembered <laughs> that. Like, these abilities. I can just imagine tokens. Jerry just like shouting back, "Won't someone remember the flying tokens?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, Emrakul should lose flying and just like come and play with a flying counter on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thankfully, Wizards just did, uh, totally abandoned that idea, and they're like, "Nope, this didn't go well." Yep. It, it was a thing because in that set they had some cards that had like, if you if this card has a, a counter on it, yeah, then it yeah. gets an ability, ability not yeah. plus one plus one counters. So there was some synergy in the limited set, but yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was confusing to play with. Something something best left uh, to the uh, analogs of uh, Magic history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Uh, so, uh, are you, do you play in the challenges pretty often? I can never bring myself, uh, to play in them on the weekends, but I see your name pop up quite often. Yeah, not too much actually. So this is going to come off like a humble brag. It's not meant to, but like <laughs> every, I every time the- I play, I win. I just don't know what it's about. <laughs> I, I went, I went O2 drop this morning. Hey, there we go. That makes it better. There we um, go. yeah, I didn't play it like the last few months because I was kind of just really bored of the format and stuff mm-hmm. as most people were and now i think i've played three or two no today was the second one um after the experimental one and um yeah they're really fun to play in as long as you have the day i find like yeah i know i i just i enjoy playing my, on magic online it's not the same as playing in paper 
but I haven't, I haven't, um, I don't enjoy webcam at all. It's just not clicked with me in the slightest. Mm. Mm. And it's, it is for some people and it just hasn't done for me. And I've been playing on Magic Online for, I don't know, like many, many years now. So it's pretty natural and it's just a nice way to spend the day playing. And leagues are fun, but I don't know. I like, I like top eights and winning and stuff mm. more mm. than kind of just getting trophies and things. So there's something more like to play for. Not really like, not too fussed about the prizes, but it's just nice to say, hey, I won a thing on this weekend. Nice. Stuff, yeah. So. Yeah, That's whenever it. I have the, the the day spare and in the mood, I probably will. Yeah, uh, I just I I'm spoiled by Magic Online just by the ease to switch decks up because I have uh, yeah. the MTG Traders renters rental service, mm-hmm. and like getting that has just spoiled me so much that I can just like throw together any deck I want whenever I want. Like today, like I was playing with a friend on webcam Paper Magic because he doesn't have Magic Online, and I was mm-hmm. just like, ah, oh, if only we could do Magic Online, I could just like throw a bunch of decks together and we could do a gauntlet. It's but, so good. Yeah. yeah. I, I've had a tra- uh, rental thing for like the last two and a bit years. And at the beginning, I was very apprehensive because they were still kind of new and like mm-hmm. wasn't sure. But now this week I've played, I've played like modern pioneer, bunch of legacy. I yeah. still, still draft. Like I just do every single format. Yeah. And like you can just jump around between decks there as well. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Like I got into vintage. Like I wouldn't have gotten into vintage if I didn't have the rental yeah. service. Totally. Um, yeah. Though it does make me feel guilty every time like the cube, the vintage cube comes back and then I just spend all my time just cubing nonstop. And I'm just like, oh, I'm paying 30 bucks a month for this rental service, but I've just been doing vintage yeah. cubes the entire month. <laughs> I, I I can go off on a little rant here. I think magic players are way too focused on like EV and value and getting their money's worth and getting mm. their money back. Mm. And they're not just thinking like, hey, I'm spending this 30 bucks a month and how many hours of entertainment are you getting out of that? Like yeah. you don't need to make your 30 bucks back. You, <laughs> like you're spending three hours on some days, especially on the weekends to like have a bunch of fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. We are conditioned for it though. It's like, all right, Kinda, yeah. I'm going to enter this draft and then I'm going to go three Oh in the draft to get these prize tickets. And then I'm going to take the rares. I open to the dealer booth, sell the <laughs> rares to the dealer booth. And then I'm going to buy a hot dog at the concession stands <laughs> with the money I got from the dealer booth. And then I'll be That's able to go value. and do another, do another draft. Yeah, you're and basically just, trying to like zero out or come ahead on the weekend well yeah it's, it's like, like it's yeah. like bad gambling you know yeah it's, it is bad gambling because like you're you're basically working uh a uh, job for like half of minimum wage if you're lucky <laughs> yep yeah yeah because yeah you definitely can make money like uh a lot of people haven't put money into magic online for a long time mm-hmm. um yeah. but you just got to be honest with yourself like if you're trying to grind out and like come ahead every single time then you probably shouldn't be cubing and like simple as that like mm-hmm. Um, if you want to have fun, you should be cubing. It's, it's, yeah, you got to know what you want out of it. And you got to be honest with yourself about these kind of things. Like if you're trying to like grind value by cubing, which is not the high EV thing to be doing, then it's like, are you really just torturing yourself to try and like get it frustrated about getting money out of it? Mm -hmm. Do you really want to take that goblin guide first pick or do you want to take that wildfire? Yeah. It's also, it's like, if your goal is to grind value, go mow your neighbor's yard. You'll make way more money <laughs> Probably, yeah. mowing your neighbor's yard for an hour than yeah. you will grinding, you know, 10 hours of magic online. And you'll get a healthy tan. You'll look good, you know, <laughs> you'll look sweat like, on your brow. You'll look like an athlete. Is that what you're trying to say, Pat? Uh, no, I would not call people who do lawn mowing athletes. No. <laughs> well, what if you got against lawnmowers? No, I have nothing against lawnmowers. I'm just saying, I don't think it qualifies to be an athlete. Just like, just like you know, uh, you know, we're not gonna get into this. We're not gonna get into this conversation. Would, would, this would you call cubing athletics? No, I do not. <laughs> it's not a sport. No. 
<laughs> this is a huge debate a couple episodes ago, and it riled up the. Fans. Oh really? Oh, yeah. big time. I, well, because all right, so so because <laughs> Pat they, came like, off as as like <laughs> Daddy Warbucks boomer, no gatekeeping, <laughs> gatekeeping no. athleticism. The, the long and short of it was that they were talking about we we're talking about esports, and then someone called them athletes. They're like they're you know like people playing uh like WoW or whatever they called them athletes. Yeah. I'm like look, they're uh, not League athletes. Of Legends. League of Legends. Whatever. Same shit. Same shit different nerd playing it we're going like down this path again and i don't like it pat i don't care <laughs> and i'm gonna say it again they're just they're just not athletes they're it's like they're just not so and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go any, any more into it but okay one more question though are athlete sandwiches yes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, only, any... if only if it consists of strawberry shortcake in some in some form anything yeah, good answer, good answer. <laughs> Anything can be a sandwich if your morals are low enough. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and you have large enough slices of bread. All right, this is sound like the making of a Seek and Show t-shirt. Hey, you're a Seek and Show player if you like sandwiches on your athletic something, whatever. I don't know. We'll fix it. We're going to workshop that. We're yeah, we'll workshop that. it a little bit. We'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, did we have, was there any spicy decks in the challenge this week? Well, it's Saturday, so... Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Saturday. You can't check the challenges. <laughs> I do know most of what happened today. Okay. Uh, Mono Green Cloud Post won, going 10 Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that's sick. Yeah. Um, just, like, smashed through it. I think the rest of the top eight was, like, two Bant Miracles and two or three Delvers. Uh, usual stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Elves, Testacular, came third. Uh, then I can't remember the last two. Nice. Yeah, that's right. Pretty cool to see Cloudpost just like crush through everything. That's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Cool. The uh, Cloudpost group I'm in on Facebook was all a Twitter too because uh, they got some nice uh, toys from the Time Spiral Remastered, uh, old border shifted cards. Uh, oh, yeah. Primeval Titan is getting the old border. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I looks see so that. Cool. Uh, I think Dude, can we just all, or Can we just take a minute and say like the Time Spiral, like the old frame stuff? looks so good all the ones i've seen look so freaking good i like someone asked me is there anyone that doesn't look better in old border and i honestly can't i can't see any of the cards looking worse old yeah border. i agree yeah. new border i agree I've, I've like a few months ago i was kind of down on the game especially the paper side of it so i, mm-hmm. I was selling some stuff especially modern stuff i was like i'm not with with gp so feeling so far away i don't need to keep modern and pioneer cards and stuff and i was selling loads of stuff and i was like you know what? i'm just not going to buy paper cards again for a long time like i'm mm-hmm. really not in the mood for this and now with this set out i've already ordered two boxes i've already pre-ordered yep. a bunch of the ponders and stuff <laughs> yep. i'm buying back the stuff i sold i'm like ah, i'm back in yeah i mean i know i bought boxes of time spiraled and i haven't bought sealed product i, I literally can't remember the last time i bought sealed product yeah and i bought a box of the time spiral it's just gonna um, be really so. fun to open yeah for sure yeah 100 percent uh, I think the foils are going to be super expensive because yeah, yeah. it's it's working out like it's 1.33 foils per box. Didn't we just talk yeah. about not getting so much talking about so much about EV and just enjoying what you're going to do, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, we literally well, just talked about less. Than except when we're talking about shiny click clacks, Pat. <laughs> I need more shiny click clacks. <laughs> it just it bothers me when they're like, oh, there's 1.3 foils per box, and that. I, I I've always ignored that kind of stuff. Like I yeah. get that some people, especially those in the in the business, need to know it. But for me, it kind of takes away from the fun of opening stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm a degenerate. I love gambling. Like I open all my chests of Magic Online, basically. And uh, I don't know if someone says to me like I have a 
49.9% chance of winning 50 bucks. If you put 50 bucks in, I might take it in a good, on a good day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good gamble. So yeah, don't tell me the odds. <laughs> so you love, you love playing roulette is what I'm hearing. We're going. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I G- would. GP Vegas, we're going on the roulette table. I'm, I'm terrified of going to Vegas one day. Absolutely terrified. It's I have fun. self-control. <laughs> it's yeah. fun. It's a good time. But I'm not a gambler, so it was very low risk for me. Oh. That's why it's very yeah high high risk definitely. <laughs> I'll need help. <laughs> you just need a support group. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Support group with you. I think I need to be told that it is good to go to the go and gamble because then I'll like try and disagree and. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, well, I guess. Do we have anything else? We don't have any deck list to talk about this week, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, we're it's a, it's a little unusual. Like I said, doing it early like this, but yeah, I was like, oh, check the deck list on Reddit, and I, I actually said this yesterday. I'm like, oh wait, no, there's not gonna be any deck list to go over because nothing's been released. Yeah. Well, there's some other stuff going on. Mag- going in Magic, like, have you guys talked about the um spinoffs, like the Warhammer and Lord of the Rings stuff? Oh well, we're trying to keep a positive spin. Pat I'm definitely I... not trying to. I'm definitely not trying to bait you here, Gary. I just want uh, <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> I because I... you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just say I I play Warhammer now, and I've always liked know, Lord of the Rings. I've been seeing your posts, and I'm the... genuinely actually very excited. When when the the announcement came, I rolled my eyes. I was like, oh my god, that's so stupid. It's a terrible idea. Bastardization. I want my old school cards back. But then I was like, ah, actually, you know what? If, if anything we've seen from these secret layers, like, you know how Rick was going to destroy the format and everything we love? Well, it's not really done that, has it? Well, It made for some really fun jokes. It's one card that, and, like, even when I see it, when I, I've luckily not played against it, but, like, if someone yeah. plays a Rick against me, I'm just going to scoop up my cards. Like, I don't want to <laughs> hey, play that uh, shit. So, since, since we're going to be are, the finals of the 100K, yeah, it's going to be Sneak and Show <laughs> versus uh, Rick Humans in the finals oh. of the 100K on camera. <laughs> and they're going to play Rick, and I'm just going to pick up the cards, and it's fucking moral victory, okay? You know, I, I have so. I'm so going to have a 13-card sideboard just in case I play you. I'm going to have one Rick and one monkey cage. <laughs> All right, so can, uh, I should read this email that we got, Jerry, because it's kind of touches on this topic. Okay. I actually have two here. emails this week you can read this week. So this first one, uh, it's titled Boomer. Uh, it's from our friend <laughs> Timothy. He says, hey, guys, love the show. Listen to it every week. You guys make me laugh. Uh, I have to say, I never email into anyone because I just can't be bothered. He obviously has more free time than we do uh, or less free time than we do. But he says, I have to tell Jerry that he is a boomer. Thank you. (laughs) I'm not the boomer. Jerry's a boomer. If you can't still enjoy Magic the Gathering after they print my little pony cards, did you ever really enjoy the game to begin with? Yes, I have some some problems. I have some problems with some of the decisions Wizards are making, too. But the bottom line, I was I will always love this game. If a format is bad, I go play another format. If an Oko level card comes out, I ignore it. At the end of the day, there will be people who agree with you. So when My Little Pony, the set comes out, go play pre My Little Pony Legacy with your other boomer friends. It's I will. as easy as that. <laughs> if you generally enjoy the game, no new crossover will ever kill the game for you. After my rant, I want to say that I love you guys and, and the content. <laughs> I guess my point is the game is whatever you make it. Uh, also, this is where he gets in the blackmail portion of the email. Also, <laughs> if uh, also by the way, read this email on the pod or I'm boycotting leaving legacy. <laughs> Just kidding. Have a good one, guys. Sincerely, nice. sincerely, Tim. <laughs> uh, love you too, Tim. But <laughs> I am a man of principle, and I am going to stick by it. That 
I am fine with Wizards printing My Little Pony cards. I'm fine with Wizards printing 40K cards. I think that'll bring a lot of new fans into the game, and that's awesome. The Lord of the Rings cards is great, too. Lord of the Rings, Like, I think these are awesome, and people should play them. And in fact, I'm probably going to play with a bunch of the Lord of the Rings cards in, like, a just Lord of the Rings sealed or... or but. I feel like I feel like they're gonna kick that like they're gonna smash that one. I feel like it it's it goes so well with magic stuff actually when you think yeah. about it more. It's gonna be sweet. Just keep that stuff out of legacy. Yeah, but well, all right. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that a little bit in that like magic is mm, in my opinion, magic lacks the or Lord of the Rings lacks the whimsy that magic has in general. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's a, magic is not. I think I think of Lord of the Rings is more like high fantasy. I can't imagine like, like when you think of um, beings like Gandalf and uh, Saruman and Radagast. Like uh, I can't remember the, the the species that they are, but they they are like those wizards are like a certain species. The, the What's that? The the Maiar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They are like a planeswalkers. Like make them look silly. Like those guys can't travel to other planes of existence, right? Like. Yeah, maybe they, maybe they can in in magic terms. I don't know. I just I, guess, I, 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 I that's my only concern. Honestly, if plane if planeswalkers didn't didn't exist as a card, then I would say like I would then I would probably be a little bit more on board with that. But like I, I don't want planeswalkers in my in my just Lord of the Rings. It, that's just, all. It's already a separate system. They already have the designation of being a different card. I don't know why you just don't make it its own like format. I, I think it's just because it opens it up to more consumers. That thing that's literally that's hundred. No, that's hundred percent, and that's yeah. what pisses me off. Is like it's one hundred percent a money decision. It's not. They're pretty open to, about that though. Like they're not saying that we're not trying to sell stuff. Oh no, no. I, yeah. and, and again, <clears throat> I don't fault them for not trying to sell stuff. I just, I, yeah, that's, long that, sh- that's what pisses me off about people saying it's like, it's a good design choice or, or whatever. Like it's, it's good for the game. It's like, they're not doing this because it's a good design choice. They're doing but it's, it's like, it's like your genius and your mistakes. It can be both. <laughs> it can be both. <laughs> they're doing it to make money. Yeah. And it's yeah, fine. And, and, you know, Lord of the Rings is fine. I'm already like, I also really enjoy uh Warhammer. Like I love the Warhammer video game and I have a bunch of friends mm-hmm. who play the minis and they yeah. look super cool and painting yeah. is fun, but I don't want like assault rifles and, and like battle mechs and magic. Yeah. Have you, have you seen the, the promo walking ballista? Oh God. <laughs> <What is it? laughs> do you, uh, do you paint your minis Callum? Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah, yeah like, I see. I see a couple cool. of the posts you did. I have, I have a painting thing next to me. Really? Wow. Oh, oh wow! Oh wow! You're serious with it? Yeah, I've even got an airbrush and everything. Wow. So let me let me ask something because I um so I play D and D and I just recently got my kids into D and D and so they want to design their own characters and, and make their own minis and stuff. Like, what would be the setup cost for like for like a very basic like painting setup if you wanted to like paint minis? Like, what would you expect to invest into that? really cheap um you can just buy like a kit of a bunch of paints and if, if it's for your kids they, they don't need like that many different paints mm-hmm. um brushes you can get a set for like 10 bucks i'm sure mm-hmm. um you really just need like a palette some paint brushes and some paints hmm. um then you need some uh undercoating things so some spray i guess it's better if you do that and not much like else. primer like primer kind of yeah, stuff primer, exactly. okay. yeah. yeah i got yeah. i got this at gaming oh, center for like for like 40 bucks that really? is what you need yeah, it's just like huh. it's just a, it comes with a paintbrush, some like clippers for go. like and sander for like filing down the minis yep. and then like a bunch of different paint colors. Huh. Yep. I, I really got into painting because uh, I got a 3D printer and I've been Ooh, 3D fancy. printing my own DD, uh, D&D minis and I've been yeah. painting them with the Warhammer paint because the Warhammer paint is like really like I had just regular acrylic paint 
mm. like other projects. And I did some minis and they were like, fine. And I was like, I got yeah. some Warhammer paint. And I'm like, oh, wow, this makes it look like I'm an actual good painter. Yeah. So what's <laughs> the difference? Is it just the tint of the paints or like, are those, are those acrylic paints they come with or what kind of paints do they yeah, normally have? They're for an acrylic minis? paint. It's yeah. just like a richer color and mm. it, it like applies to plastics better. Oh. It just, it, I, it like, I, if I showed, I don't have them on handy, but if I showed you one that I made with like regular paint and then mm-hmm. one I did with the Warhammer paint, the Warhammer paint just looks a ton better. Really? Yeah. Huh. The, yeah, the, the Games Workshop, the Warhammer line itself, there are some better. Like the way they have the, the pots are terrible, but the paints themselves are very good. Like mm-hmm. uh, they're really high quality generally. And, and a lot of people use them. So I'd, I'd recommend it. That's and pretty yeah, cool. I don't, re- I don't really know anything about paints. I've just got loads and started doing it and then just yeah. like, learning by trial and error and stuff. But it's a big thing in D&D as well. Like people get their characters. You can, you can get loads of kits of either like... Um, there's loads of Kickstarters for D&D stuff, but you could also just get loads of uh, Games Workshop kits and just mash stuff together. It's called kit bashing. Oh, what's that, Jerry? That is that is, that is Hugh, right? Yeah, this is Hugh. That's from our D&D campaign. That oh, came out pretty nice. good. Yeah. Should I show you a model I got yes. two weeks ago? Yes, yes. It's a big one. Holy shit. Oh, man. <laughs> it, looks a like, uh, it looks like a Traxa. <laughs> yeah. That it is does, cool. It looks, like, it looks like Phyrexia Negator. Oh, it does actually, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't it a little bit? To Tom. Anyway, that is pretty obviously. cool. Yeah, yeah. Painting like, minis has been a. a I like sweet I like hobby. the bugs. Oh, nice. nice. So, so when you play Warhammer, are there like different like how how exactly does that game function? I don't know anything about yeah. it. Yeah, the game. So, I used to play years ago, the same as I used to do Magic. I used to like be into both when I was about fourteen, fifteen. Mm-hmm. And back then, the game was just like you just kill each other, and that's it. Which is kind of fun in a way, but. Now I've gotten back into it the last year. The game is so deep. It reminds me of magic. Really? So there's a bunch of different armies and inside the armies, you have like these codexes, these army lists and every single unit or character or weapon comes with the points cost. And you generally play against each other with like 2000 points to make your army out of. So it's okay. balanced. It's the same idea as like you have access to all the cards in legacy, but you you have like a, you have to have 60 cards and stuff and, and you have then, to have um, the mana to cast them you don't just get to play all the expensive cards yeah and so yeah. There's, there's a lot of a lot of special rules in building an army and there's a lot of like things you have to adhere to and a lot of bonuses you get if you do certain things and then in game there's like loads it's all objective play hmm. so um there are some armies that are just good at killing so if you kill everything on on each board there'll usually be like five objectives on the board and if you have a model within three inches of that you generally own that objective so some armies are very good at killing the opponents so you can like just shoot everything off the objectives and so they don't have anything some have like loads of little bodies like that big bug i just showed you mm-hmm. they have loads of little bugs and you just like spread them out all over the board and use the movement and fast stuff to kind of block people from getting onto objectives huh. uh, there are some like uh, very shooting heavy armies that are fast as well there is absolutely everything for for every kind of player like it's very analogous to like control decks and aggro decks and tempo decks. And really? Stuff as well. Oh, that's pretty cool. And within every single army, there are actually like different ways to build it. Like I have one, which you can just build in like five different ways that play in different ways, even if it's the same army and stuff. So I don't know I was amazed by how insanely deep it is. And it's, that's it's also neat. really fun. It's a lot more casual than magic. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are comp scenes, but it's very hard to cover, especially. And it's, it gives me the impression of like little fish, big pond or the other way around. Big yeah, fish, small yeah. pond. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not a massive comp scene, but it's really just people just love like playing with their friends and drinking beer and stuff. And that's what we've been doing with friends in London recently. And oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's super fun. You can play a very narrative as well. Like I don't know, there's so many options. It's crazy. Yeah, 
I remember when I first got back into Magic back in like 2014, uh, I was at TJ Collectibles at one of our local game stores in the mm-hmm. basement. And uh, that's where they do they would do like their FNMs and stuff. And there used to always be Warhammer guys. I assume it was Warhammer guys there playing these big like tabletops. They had all these like minis and shit. It looked cool. They had like you know, like rulers out and stuff. And <clears throat> yeah. excuse me, it just looked it looked interesting, but I never really uh, had the time to like sit down and watch someone play. It was just kind of cool. The rules are quite intimidating. Like the rule book is massively thick, but mm-hmm. actually the rules in it are quite condensed. Hmm. But um, it takes a while to learn. Like there's a yeah. lot of rules and a lot of weird stuff going on because it's not like it's it's a big open space, this board. And you're like sometimes when you're losing games based on a model being like half an inch away from something. So you'd have to have some understanding. And like even in the rules themselves, they say that not every, there's so many rules in the game that not everything can make sense at once. Huh. So if you you if you and your opponent have a disagreement, you have to just try and make sense of it. Huh. So like the old like the old way magic used to work. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Way back in the day. Yeah. For me, even beyond like the game itself, I just loved setting up like the massive battles. I forget mm-hmm. what store yeah. it was, but there was some store either in like Connecticut or Pennsylvania that we would drive down to, and they had this table dedicated that was just a full recreation of the Battle of Helm's Deep. With painted minis, because for a short time there was a Lord of the Rings like Warhammer variant. It, it's still going. They, oh, it's they still re- going. They recast loads of stuff the last few months. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So maybe that's... getting ready for Magic. Yeah, that's that's pretty <laughs> sick. Yeah, but yeah, this store had like this massive. I want to say probably like six foot by six foot square table with like full on like Helm's Deep with the wall and like the 10,000 orcs and then the Rohirrim coming down the mountain. No way. Like it looked amazing. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Especially Warhammer. I remember when that range first came out when I was younger, they would have like these huge just setups as well. And um, in the mines as well, they had a big thing which they put in the magazines and stuff. It looks so cool when they do it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I remember back in the day I played uh, Hero Clicks, which I feel was like the simplified version of Warhammer. I recognize the name. It I do ba- too. It was basically like Warhammer setup, but the base of the model was the character's stats, and like, um, and it was a little rotating like like thing that you would click around because as it would take damage, you would like deal damage points by rotating it down, so the units sense, would get like sense. weaker as they got more damaged. Yeah, mm. that's the cool thing in this game, like. Every single model has like a whole data sheet. So it has like everything has mo- how far it can move, strength, mm-hmm. toughness, how many like wounds, which is like how many lives it has, what it rolls to try and hit things, what it rolls to like save its armor. Like every single thing has so many different stats. Huh. And then it, then they all have different abilities as well. And the big things as they uh, take more damage, they get weaker and they move slower and stuff as well. It's it's amazingly done. It's incredibly complex with the rule system. So it must take them so long to write all the rules. But yeah. once, once you like, I found it really intimidating at first, but once you got to get into the thick of it, it's, it's crazy. That's it's awesome. So cool. It's one of those things where it's like, wow, this would be much easier as a video game with a computer keeping track of all of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. I guess, I guess it could work. You can play on tabletop simulator, but it's like, it's, it's very sluggish and slow. And does that, that must take away like the fun of like having your minis and like, that's one of the things I love about magic is like my deck is like, it's the aesthetic that I want. Like I pick my basics. I pick the, the language I want. I pick the, the versions of the cards I want. And like, I imagine that Warhammer must be that way too. Like that's exactly it. Yeah. The ability to custom and like, also like, you know, I spent time like tracking down my foreign black border bolts or whatever. And like, 
I, you know, I spent time picking out the, the basics that I wanted. And like, that must be similar to when you're playing with your Warhammer stuff. Like, oh, yeah. like I remember painting these pieces yeah. and stuff like that. I, I've got a big model, which I spent like 20, 25 hours painting. Yeah, I don't wow. want to have to then play on a computer game with it. It's like, yeah, I want to use my one that I put like loads of time into. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. it's totally true. I think it's even beyond magic pad because it's almost as if like you put your entire deck together and then you personally altered every card in your yeah. life. No, no, totally. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So yeah, highly recommend it. And it's also just, it's um, something to do with all this like downtime over lockdown painting and stuff. Right. A, a ton of my friends have gotten into Warhammer over lockdown yeah. because really? it's yeah. a thing to do over lockdown. Yeah. Like I'm in a group chat with a bunch of my college buddies and like half of them are talking about Warhammer all the time because they all just got into Warhammer during lockdown. Oh no shit. That's awesome. <laughs> and now they're all like excited for to get vaccinated so they can all come together and play Warhammer. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. That's great. Hey, I have one more. I have one more email. Do you want to go over it real quick? Okay, yeah. You want to wrap it? It's up something we kind of already covered, but they, they Aaron took the time to write in. So this is just a clarification of the parfait shortcake uh, mix that we had last week. Oh, <laughs> see, I'm glad I cleared it up earlier before I we got lamented and yeah, hit it, the gun. Well, this is very this is very kind. So he said, uh, "I generally don't do this." Another person who leads off with, "I usually don't run into podcasts, but <laughs> but you're so I, wrong. You forced me to." <laughs> he says, "Hello, Jerry and Pat. I generally don't do this, but since it's a deck I'm somewhat close to, I figured it's worth pointing out pointing this out." Red splash white paint or a strawberry shortcake, not parfait. If I recall correctly, parfait is a white heavy tax rack control deck. I'm not sure. I've seen a parfait deck in a long while outside of 60 card casual these days. Anyways, I enjoy a cast quite a bit and keep up the good work. Yours sincerely, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, for that. Thank you, Aaron. Much appreciated. I'm, I'm glad. Keep us on track, guys, because, you know, <laughs> we get we get away with these things and then our egos get inflated. And oh, also... <laughs> Now that you mention it, um, so we have a SoundCloud, Jerry. Like the sh the show also posts on SoundCloud, which I was yep. I don't really wasn't really aware of that. Um, and that we get comments content. on our SoundCloud, <laughs> and so I get emails when someone comments on the SoundCloud, but I never look at them because like oh, I always ignore them because every time I look at them, it was always like enlarger penis for six ninety nine a month. Yeah, but, <laughs> but but the relevant one this week, I just happened to look, and uh, I don't remember who had wrote had written it, but it said I think it just said. Uh, yeah, Torpor Orb doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we co we caused so much controversy with the Torpor yeah, Orb. Yeah, you really got people upset with Torpor Orb, Jerry. People but... are like, did you like cheese some nine-year-olds? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry stole their first fetch land with Torpor Orb. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm sorry, guys. I've I've learned to not recount stories from two in the morning. Stop apologizing, Jerry. It's funny. <laughs> Listen, we would have we would be missing like a, a solid 20 minutes of content if you hadn't fucked that up last week. <laughs> <laughs> so this everyone... is what we live for. Magic players like their deck names being correct and they like their rules being correct. It's so true. you got to keep fucking up to keep it interesting. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. It's true. It's like that time I always got a judge call in the uh, the O three drop bracket at uh, some GP because I drew seven in response to my opponent putting uh, uh, Revoker into play <laughs> off show and tell. I cast show and tell. I put in Grizzlebrand. My opponent put in Revoker, and I drew seven in response. Yeah, yeah. And hold on. So just what did the judge say, Jerry? Do you remember? <laughs> What did the judge say to you? Do you play legacy often? <laughs> yes. Do you play legacy often? <laughs> because it, it got it got escalated to the head judge yeah. for like cheating. Mm -hmm. And like part of the investigation was like, do you play do you play legacy often? I'm wearing like my leaving no? a like <laughs> my, my leaving a legacy hoodie. I have the leaving a legacy play mat. <laughs> Jerry's like, no, I'm just a big fan of the show. Casual, <laughs> casual legacy player. My opponent was a fan of the show. 
<laughs> and so they said no as well. No, I was like, <laughs> yeah, they covered. No, I said yes. But the thing is, like, I don't even know why there was an investigation. We were in like the O3 drop bracket. Like, why yeah. would I why would I cheat in the O3 drop bracket? It's called the oh. O3 sandwich bracket, Jerry. I think I established that after GP and oh, Niagara. Yeah, just FYI. As is, as is tradition, <laughs> the O3, O3 sandwich bracket. That's right. That's right. I've got I've got a similar fun GP story, which is it was actually team limited, so like a different thing. And I don't play I didn't play team limited very much then. But this was like it feels like 10 years ago in Barcelona. And we were like 04, 05 on the day because we were just young and terrible. And then we were like, okay, our decks obviously suck. So let's, we had some other ideas for what decks we could have built. So we just thought, look, we can't day two. We're completely out of everything. Let's switch them around. So we switched them around for the next round. We're going into like the 06 bracket or something. And we get paired against some guys that pay to have special table service at one end of the hall, which is basically like a fake kind of... Um, feature match area so we're like we have these decks which are nothing what we registered in the slightest going into this feature match area just like what the hell is going on we sit down we get deck teched (laughs) (laughs) and we're just like so when they ask us for our decks we just go hold on you're gonna find they're all wrong and they're like okay well which card is wrong we're like not cards like whole decks but but they were spanish they didn't understand how stupid we were and so so we're like no no no, we've switched our whole decks around they absolutely could not believe we'd do something like that so unheard of in a gp yeah and so we were like look we're dropping we're trying to have fun we know that we can't do two blah blah and they eventually understood and like didn't ban us for life or something but then the poor guys who were like paying for this special area didn't get their matches either because we were just just playing complete nonsense i think one of us had like an 80 card deck or something yeah, that's good times. hysterical <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's too funny so don't try that at home i love it yeah, when we all go back to paper events, guys, remember to be kind to your judges because they are coming back from quarantine to do yeah. customer service roles for free. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Be extra kind. Uh, yep. I, I know so many people were like, yeah, I thought about becoming a judge. And then I realized it was more customer service than judging. And I just did not want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it always surprises me by how rude people are. Like, obviously, I think like most interactions I've had with um, like not me to a judge, but like whenever I see people talking to judges, most are quite nice and friendly, mm-hmm. but some people do treat it like they're, they're working as wizards of the coast. And like, you know, they, they have to answer to their judge decisions. They're back they and like call. Stuff. Yeah. It's <laughs> like I love, I love the people who are just like judge and they're like snapping for them oh, or yeah. like, like it's whistling for them. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Ugh. gross. Yeah. Um, so wrong. But I will say it does cut both ways because then I also know judges who are basically, they would be a uh, police officer, but they yeah. can ask them. <laughs> but the they're not, they're not gonna... Yeah, like they're the, bu- they're the bully kid in high school who like wants yeah. to get a little taste of power. So they become a magic judge. <laughs> yeah. They're the Karens of the MTG world. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm always. Uh, to be honest, I'm always surprised that people actually volunteer to be judges. It seems like such a thankless job, and the the reward is not nearly worth the effort you're putting into like doing that, like, getting certified and taking tests and traveling and. Well, especially after it, Wizards cut the rewards so much. Yeah, so like the rewards get cut. Like a lot. Like a lot of people are paying you in product, which then you have to flip yourself. Like a, you know, which is never like a one for one exchange. You're always losing money when you have to flip this. It's just like. 
Yeah, I think you're just better off getting a part time job or, just, you know what I mean? Or just playing in the events. But uh, so well, no, that's the thing is like the people who are judges do it because they love it. Oh, no, no that, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's it, people who do it aren't doing it for the rewards are doing it because of the love of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. for sure. For sure. So shout out to your, your judges, guys. Be, be nice, to, nice them. to them when we uh, when we get back. Yes. Just soon, Pat, I'm registered. I'm getting my vaccine in early April. Oh, that's awesome. I actually just um, I just uh, got on the like I did the pre-register thing. So I'm going to be notified when uh, they have a vaccine for me. So basically, I have like a spot in line right now. So nice. uh, I just pre-registered yesterday. I'm going to I'm going to try to register in Rhode Island, too, to see if I can get it earlier than that, just to try to get it because I'm a, I'm a high school coach. So technically, I qualify for earlier vaccination than than uh, others. So I'm going to try to get it as soon as I can. And uh, yeah, my wife's already fully vaccinated because she works at the hospital. So that's pretty great. I qualified for it for being a teacher, even though we're all online teaching. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> and but like, hey, that's, I mean, like even even without coronavirus, we would still be online teaching. Yeah, I mean, but you know, what? at the same time to me, it's like, you know what? It's got to go on someone's arm. And like every person who gets it is like one more person who's adding to herd immunity. So it almost doesn't matter, like, you know, at what age you are, like, obviously, the people who are most at risk are getting it first. They have gotten it first. So, um, yeah, get out there and get vaccinated, man. Now you don't mind elbowing some Karen in the parking lot so you can get up to the uh <laughs> no the I, look, I look forward to it. <laughs> Quite honestly. <laughs> I'm looking oh, forward to it. Man, I just hope my, I hope my hands are healed the, by the time that happens. Should it be done in time for the hundred K? I'm gonna come yes. over there, get that t-shirt, and uh, <laughs> meet Jerry yeah, we'll in the have, finals. We'll have those for sale at the hundred K. Hell yeah. <laughs> you might be a sneak and show player if yep. you have Rick Steadfast Leader in your deck. <laughs> oh my god i swear you to god still I'm gonna scoop. Prada, you still think sin Prada is a good card <laughs> yes. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna scoop i'm gonna scoop. i i actually want to talk to jeremy about that because we, we're uh gonna have jeremy on to guest on the cast but he's in uh korea right now on a business nice trip. yeah um, definitely do yeah i, wanna, I, I, don't, I don't actually know very much about him as like someone not from america but like everything i see him post and interactions with him he seems great so yeah well looking we, forward we, to it yeah, we've had him on the cast like four or five times at this point. Oh, okay. he's, he's always a great guest. Uh, nice. But I, wa- I want to talk to him about what his thoughts of uh, Universe Beyond are, because another thing that the community is kind of talking about is, you know, if all the TOs decide to just not, that just basically do quote unquote real legacy without Universe Beyond, because I it's see. not like we get any benefit from Wizards right now anyways. So it's not like there's anything holding TOs back, but yeah. unless maybe there is. I mean, that's why I want to talk to Jeremy about it. Yeah, it's worth seeing if there's anything that's like even close to good enough. For like yeah, like yeah, it may it may not it be. Might a good be idea. It might be kicking up a fuss over something. That's true. To like do. yeah, that's yeah. true. Like it could just come out and it could just be like a whole bunch of hub hubbub over nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it could all just be yeah. straight unplayable. But we also said the same thing about Walking Dead, and we got Rick steadfastly. Yeah, but again, Rick is like a good. non yeah like it's a non issue. It's not, so. but it's it's still uh, it's cracking the door. If that was like what they did on the first iteration, right. Right. I understand. Like it's like I said, it's 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 worth keeping an eye on, but it's not alarming. It's like the Planeswalkers. You know, the original Planeswalkers came out and they were pretty meh. Like no one really cared about them. Mm-hmm. And then they printed Jace the Mind Sculptor and it just right. blew the doors off. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see. But we're keeping it positive, Pat. We're keeping Absolutely. it positive. <laughs> yep. I'm positive it's going to be terrible. I, I found. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I found a loophole, Pat. Every time we complain yes. about something, we just say we're keeping it positive afterwards. <laughs> and that way we maintain the upbeat attitude. I love it. I love it. 
All right, Jerry. Well, do you want to get into uh, scoops and poops this week? Scoops. Or, sorry, I say scoops and poops, but I just mean scoops. We just do scoops now, just right? Cool. We're keeping it positive. Uh, so every week, uh, Callum, we do scoops in the top eight, where we take time to shout out things we appreciate or people we appreciate, or just uh, you know things that things that light up our life. So, Jerry, why don't you lead us off? Who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? Uh, I am going to scoop in all the people who sent in corrections for last week's uh, cast. Uh, thank you for keeping us honest and on the straight and narrow and that I uh, should not be inebriated when recounting stories. Uh, and I'm also going to scoop in, keeping it positive, scoop in, keeping it positive. <laughs> uh, how about you, Callum? Who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? Uh, on the spot here, I'm going to shout out, scoop in my friend, Patrick from London. He, um, he is kind of MTG. Uh, I don't know if you guys have probably seen him around. He's in the leaving his legacy group as well. And he's been working on his brew. Chateauneuf du Pat is called. It's like a really sweet Ella Dumri's vineyard deck with a oh. big green stuff. It's pretty cool. He's been doing it's people to play. So um, I know he's going to listen to this. So shout out to him for being himself and doing his wild, wacky things as usual. I wonder if he is the Reddit troll that I saw the other day. I am 99% sure it is him because he's <laughs> very much a troll. <laughs> because someone someone caused this whole big debate on the leave on the legacy Reddit page about <laughs> like how Aladimir's vineyard was broken and that it's only it's not uh I am uh, so sure that's symmetrical. him. And it caused like this big whole discussion about people calling him like an idiot and other people saying <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> he, he has just, a way with words. He he really gets to people like <laughs> He's deadpan, sarcastic to most things, and that, he sounds like, very similar to you. That's like genius <laughs> no, guerrilla marketing. I'm not sarcastic. That's, that's genius guerrilla marketing. Part of the pun, but like, I mean, that is like, like if you want people to get interested in your deck, you just have to say that it's broken and get a bunch of people arguing yes. about it. Yeah, like that's that is that is very 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 so very like, slick. Oh no, I tried it in a league and I went one four. It's literally unplayable. <laughs> Well, that's that's the old saying. It's like the quickest way to get an answer on the internet is not to ask a question; it's to say the wrong answer. And yeah, yes, it's just so true. Flood in to correct you. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, what about you, Pat? What are your scoops going? Uh, I'm going to scoop in it uh, this week. I'll scoop in a top eight. Uh, this app called Huddle. Uh, that I have been introduced to. Pat, it's are like, you accepting sponsorship deals without telling me again? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not being paid for it, but it's a uh, it's a great it's a great app for uh, for football coaches where I can see upload a game film of uh, of last year, like of like you know the last few years worth of games of all of our opponents, and I can go through it goes play by play. It breaks down, uh, it breaks down like pass percentages, run percentages on each down, and then it breaks it further down into like if it's like first and ten. They run, you know, pass plays this percentage of time, run plays this percentage of time. If it's if it's second and th- if it's second and you know one to three, or second and four to six, or second and six to ten, or second and ten plus, it gives you a breakdown of all this stuff. So it's like it's like Moneyball for football. It's very interesting. And all, uh, all I gotta say, I, I like is it that, a lot. All I gotta say is the forty k rule book has nothing on the football rule book. Football is way more confusing. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> and you don't get to blow any of the kids up. <laughs> it's true. I I get to ass- physically assault kids every day at practice. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I enjoy it quite a bit. Not with a battle mech. <laughs> no, just with my fists, which is actually more dangerous than a battle mech, Jerry. I was Look, about to make a joke about like uh, weapons from 40k, but I was like, that's probably inappropriate. But yeah. Jerry's this, got my back. This is America. This, this is America. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Our gun laws are extremely loose. Talking of scoops. Uh, we I laugh mean, because we'd cry otherwise. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I, my children have both practiced active shooter drills in school. So, uh, yeah. And they're in elementary school. So 
That's not nice. traumatizing. <laughs> keep it positive. All right. Keep it so positive. Keep it positive. Poops, we can say uh, American gun laws. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Keep it keep it a positive. Keep it a positive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, Callum, thanks for coming on this week, man. It was great yeah, to talk pleasure. to you. Finally, yeah. uh, considering I thought you've already been on once before, but this is where we tell you I've been on five times and you oh, just Jesus. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Pat, we Jerry really need pulled, to get your Alzheimer's checked you out. Pulled the wool over my eyes, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Really fun being here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, good hang out. Awesome. Ton of fun. Well, I uh, can't wait to see you at the hundred K. Yes. Can, uh, October twenty third. Sounds right. Yeah. Is it 23? Yeah. I know it's October. I know it's October. Yeah. Yeah, So October. So with this pandemic should be long behind us by then. We will, will, we will have uh, eliminated all face masks from our homes, except for maybe like seasonal ones when like you're on the train and you don't want to get other people sick or get sick. Like you'll wear them in public then, you know, I think that's a good thing to adopt. Like when it's, when it's, you know, cold and flu season, Um, you know, for people who are at risk, I'm not going to do it because I, whatever I'm, I'm young and healthy, but um yeah i think it's i think it's a good thing man i can't wait till, till everything's in our rear window and uh we're right there we're right at the finish line so i'm i'm happy i'm, I'm everything's looking fucking great right now i just you gave me a panic attack pad i need to check because i might <laughs> i know when you said october 23rd i also have a wedding in october <laughs> <laughs> okay the wedding's october 8th october 8th wedding yeah it's definitely not october 8th for the event so for sure excellent Excellent. Good. Don't don't scare me like that. Yeah, I think it's October 9th is the event. Oh, I'm looking right. What? Here. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what day is the event? Do you know? I, I'm pretty sure it's the 23rd because I remember thinking, oh, it's a week before Halloween. Okay. I remember it's the 20 something. So yeah. 23rd, okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm good. I'm good. Cool. Awesome. I'm just going to be taking a lot of vacation in October. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. I think I'm going to try and come over for like at least a week ahead and nice. maybe more before or after. Nice. Before to do a proper trip. Sick. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping. The, so Jerry and I booked our flight for the last one, which was in April. Hopefully it's still good for uh, October. Oh, yeah. did we already pay for it, too? Yeah, we paid for the flight already. Oh, holy shit. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so this could be a flight. This could just basically feel like a free roll flight, you know? Nice. Yeah, because I think we paid for our entry, too. Yeah, we paid for the entry already, too. So entries paid for, flights are paid for. <laughs> so the trick to having a happy life is just pay for stuff <laughs> like a year and a half in advance so that you forget that you paid for it. So it just feels like a free trip. <laughs> I actually should look. I should try to see if I can find that email from United from like a year ago when we had to can't. It was literally like a year ago in like a, in like in like a week because I had to cancel at the beginning of like being of April, basically. Yeah. So uh, check because we wild. never do. We never got refunds for those tickets. No, right? they 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 would not issue refunds. They would only issue. They, we I don't know why we're going into this right now on the podcast, but they would only <laughs> issue vouchers. They weren't doing any refunds because I got uh, a scoop right now. If this turns out to not work, uh, my scoop's gonna be United Airlines. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no yeah. yeah, it would be uh, it'd be a huge blowout if if we just lose that money because we need to take a we need to take a thousand dollar flight in the next uh, you know thirty days or whatever. But yeah, uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> We'll figure I mean, no out. one's flying right now anyway, right? Like pretty much. So yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. Well, thanks for coming on again, man. And uh, we'll catch everyone here next week. Sounds good. Oh, it's going to be more everyone. than a week, actually, the next time we record because it's Saturday. So it'll be wild. Bye. Bye. Sneaking show a bit as well. Oh, yes. I mean, definitely. Apes get us strong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, we are recording. So, Pat, you can all right. spin up an intro.
All right. I would just like to state for the record that as uh, the, the lowest ranking sneak and show player on this cast right now, I think I'm the only one who's ever been Ashen Ridered back to back on back to back turns. I've played I've played my fair share of Omnitel and I've gotten Ashen Riders, Riders a bunch of times. Yes, but on back to back turns. Have you seen Pat's clip with like 50,000 views? Uh, <laughs> no. it, it, like someone put it on, someone clipped it on Twitch and then put it on Reddit and it has like 20,000 plays and it's me. <clears throat> I was like just like learning how to play sneak and show and like I'm playing against like Mono Red I think and uh my first show and tell my grizzle brand gets ashen rider and then my sec like literally the next turn you I'm like really ah. rip show and tell off the top you're like oh yeah. what's the chances of having two ashen riders yeah I was like yeah <laughs> show and tell and they go ashen rider <laughs> yeah yeah it was horrible it was horrible um uh-huh. hold on actually I I think I have the the clip actually might be saved Jerry at the bottom of our leaving legacy notes I'll, uh, oh, yeah, nice. I do. I do have it here, <laughs> just so I always have access to it. I'll drop on the show. You can watch it as something. Yeah. It's, it's pretty hilarious. Um, yeah. All right, all right. Let's uh, we'll start the show. <laughs> 